Hey, lovebirds. Today, a short episode on the importance of talking about sexual health and STIs with your new partner and the actual script that you can use to have this conversation. This is important. It's important because you are 100% responsible for your own sexual health. And when you're responsible for your own sexual health, the byproduct is that you actually help others as well by minimizing the risk of transmitting an STI and by also empowering others to have a difficult conversation. If you cannot talk about sexual health, you should not be having sex. I'm just going to say that outright. It is your responsibility. Doesn't matter if they don't bring it up first. It's not an excuse for you not to. And I get it. This stuff is hard. It's scary. No one taught us how to do it. We don't have role models that openly talk about sexual health and STIs and transmission risk and the fact that safe sex does not exist. Only safer sex. Actually, masturbation is safe sex, as long as you don't get hurt. Talking about STIs is part of being a sexually active adult. Dealing with and potentially having an STI is also part of being a sexually active adult. That's all it is. It's perfectly normal to have or have gotten an STI. Just think of it. It's called a sexually transmitted infection. The fact that you have one means that you're having sex. Good job. Good job. Great job. You had sex. And unfortunately, you caught something, like a cold. People don't shame other people for catching colds. But for some reason, I mean, for plenty of reasons, we're ashamed of sex, especially STIs. So all this stuff is normal and required for you to have sex. But don't worry. If you don't know the language, listen up, because I will tell you the language. But first, somebody has to go first. And it might as well be you. When you go first, you show that you value your health and the health of the other. And when you go first, you empower the other person to go as well. Somebody's got to go first. So might as well be you because you're listening to this podcast. This is what it looks like. And this is important here. You should have this conversation before any clothes come off. It is much harder to have when you're half naked and your hands are down somebody's pants. So before any clothes come off and before you or anybody touches, before genitals get touched, this is the script for how to talk about sexual health and STIs and your status before a sexual encounter with a new person or somebody that you're sleeping with again after not having slept with them for a while.
Hey, this seems like a good time to talk about sexual health. I don't want to be presumptuous about what may or may not happen between us tonight, but I would like to talk about my status and my sexual health practices. I was last tested a few months ago. Those tests came back negative. When I was younger, I had HPV. I had like some warts and they've sort of been around like on and off for the last several years. I haven't had or seen a wart in the last like six months. Um, HPV is the human papillomavirus and all. I can shed more light on that after. I have had sex with two different people since I got tested. Both of those people, I used protection for penetrative sex and no barriers or no protection for oral sex. Both of those people know their status and their status was negative at the time of the conversation. And we had this conversation together as well. Um, And that's pretty much me. Do you have any questions that I might answer? That's what it looks like. And they might say, yeah, uh, what's up with HPV? And you can go, oh, HPV, it's, you know, it's a very common infection that is treatable, not curable. Most people have some version of it. There's a plethora of different strains. Some strains cause warts. Others cause potentially cervical cancer. Um, the strains that cause warts don't cause cervical cancer, but if you have one, doesn't mean that you don't have another. Um, and most of the population has some form of HPV. And unfortunately, you can't really get tested for for a lot of the strains. That's the the information that I know. Does that answer your question? And then you could say, and now I would love to hear from you. And they will say, I was tested X amount of months or years ago and the tests came back negative and I've had, you know, unprotected sex a few times since then or, or not, whatever the case may be. I will not sleep with somebody who does not know their status and who was not tested re- recently because I'm 100% responsible for my sexual health. So how could I, in good conscience, sleep with somebody who doesn't know their status? That, to me, is risky. And having sex is risky. It's all about risk management and risk tolerance. Some people tolerate risk more than others and are willing to take chances. I'm less likely to now than I was in the past. For me, somebody who's not able to talk about sexual health and who doesn't know their status or hasn't been tested in a year or more is not somebody that I'm going to want to sleep with. They don't meet my standard. I want the people that I have sex with to be aware of and to value their sexual health and my sexual health. If you haven't been tested in a year, and you've had a bunch of partners and you don't know your status, it means that, well, it sort of means that you don't really care about my sexual health. Even though you might be super sure that you don't have anything, you can't be because a lot of STIs are asymptomatic, meaning you won't have any symptoms. (sighs) 
This is hard, but it's not that hard. I've had a lot of experience having this conversation. And I have to tell you, when you approach it with confidence that everything's going to be okay, that all you're doing is sharing information, rarely will someone be turned off and say, no, not interested. They'll go, wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. No one's ever really been that upfront about their STI status or sexual health status before. And in most cases, it actually turns them on even more because they've found someone that's communicative and that values their health. That's fucking important. That's huge. And that's not to say that this conversation will always go well. Some people will not be willing to take the risk if you do have an STI. And that's fine. That's why we have this conversation so that our partners can have all of the information available and that they can make an informed decision as to whether they want to continue with the encounter. That's the deal. That's why we have this conversation. And because we have to. If you disclose that you have an STI and the person decides they don't want to take that risk, that's fine. It's an act of kindness to tell them so that they can make a decision. And yeah, it's a bummer. Let's say you were really liking this person and really wanted to get naked with them and they said no. That's hard. It also doesn't mean that it's a no forever. It might just be a no for right now. They might need to go home and do some research on their own because they don't really know enough about HPV or HSV or whatever. And they want to get their own information so that they can come back and be more informed. And you might very well do the same thing. If somebody shares or discloses an STI and you don't know enough about it and they don't really know enough about it for you to feel comfortable, you go do your research. STIs are part of being sexually active. It's not a big deal. This is just what it means to have sex these days. It's a byproduct of having sex. And we have these conversations so that we can have sex. Remember that, right? So that we can have sex and feel good about it and not feel guilty. I'm guessing there's some of you listening that have known about your status or that you had an STI and didn't disclose it and had sex anyways. And I'm guessing that you felt pretty guilty about it because I've done that before and it sucks. Sucks for me, it sucks for them. And the sex isn't great. When there's guilt, the sex is not great. So that's it today. Just a little PSA about the importance of talking about your status and your sexual health and getting tested. And by the way, the Intro to Great Sex workshop starts this week. We will talk about in detail how to talk about sex how to identify what you want and ways of asking for those things. We'll talk about how to bring presence and intimacy into your sexual relationships, how to co-create intimate and exciting lovemaking sessions, how to slow your sex way down so that you can increase your sensation and your awareness of pleasure and how to get out of your head and into your body. I am 
so pumped to be able to offer this workshop and to talk about sex for four hours. To learn more about this workshop, go to thelovedrive.com forward slash great sex. And it's recorded. For those who can't attend live or if you're listening to this episode months after it's recorded, it'll be there for you. Thelovedrive.com forward slash great sex. Invite intimacy into your bedroom and learn to talk about what is uncomfortable to talk about. And as always, the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. I promise you, you can do this. My name is Sean Galanos. This has been The Love Drive. And have a beautiful week. (laughs) 